ATV Talk, the podcast presents Inspired. Sit down with your host, Leonard Duncan, as he interviews men and women whose stories are so inspirational that they need to be shared. Hopefully, their stories may inspire you and create a change. Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years, with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports Tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. GPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV Dampener with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Ladies, I wanna welcome you to ATV Talk. Brandy Barron, Sarah Gross, Kelsey, Bronham, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Please correct me if I did. Um, in the racing world, there are people that are behind the scenes and are seen and sometimes never heard from. And, and that bothers me a lot because you ladies have done things for racers, all racers, whether it's your husbands, whether it's your sons, whether it's your boyfriends or a friend of a friend of a friend. Uh, Brandy, I know you've been there for, for many different people. Sarah, you've been around a long time too. So you've, uh, you've also been around. Um, Kelsey, I don't know you as well, but I'm sure you have something to input here that, that I'm not prepared for. Um, I want to hear your perspective of your view of the racing industry and your relationship with racing. Um, so it's a little deeper than maybe some of us ever want to talk about. But Brandy, you're the wife of a of a nine time champion, and you've nursed him from the highest peak you can ever reach to some valleys that none of us really want to know about. Um, from injuries to sadness because he was beaten and anger. I know Kyle's had some injuries. We all have adversities to deal with, and strong women are usually the reason why we make it through. Give me some insight to your relationship to the racing world. Come on, Brandy, you started off. <laughs> they already told me beforehand they were leaving it up to the pros, <laughs> not the moms. But I'm also a mom, so I guess I have both perspectives. And let me clarify, Lenny, because you said I've been there for many people. I hope you're referring to my kids and Bo, not many pro racers. <laughs> no, what I mean by that is... <laughs> Clarify. Like adopted children. I have multiple adopted children that race for works. Yeah. I think that's yeah, kind of what he was insinuating. That's exactly what I was insinuating. I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> um, there hasn't been much more or room for more because I started dating Bo when I was 14 years old. So I've been 
in his racing world ever since then. And actually, it's kind of funny at this point because I've been with Bo longer than I was with my parents. So, yeah, <laughs> I've been involved in his racing basically since about two weeks before he turned pro. And, um, I, yeah, I've seen high, I've seen low and try to be there for everything in between and get him to where he wants to go. Do you understand this illness that we have? Yes. And I think that anybody who dates a racer would be dismayed to think that they can change them Mm -hmm. because once it starts, it is not going anywhere and you either have to be along for the ride or move along. So true. Sarah, you've been around for a long time with, with the racing industry. Uh, yep. Don't you have a daughter that races mountain bikes? Mountain bikes. Yeah. So yes. You get a double dose. It, it's obviously in the blood somewhere, but it's true. It's when you're in, you're all in, there's no in between. So um, I know Brandy, she's probably gone through way more than I have ever. <laughs> Cause she, but, uh, no, the ups and downs with Kyle and his racing. And uh, we took a break for my daughter racing mountain bikes um, when she was in high school. Now she gets to travel the world with it. And now we're back fo- focused to Braxton racing. So let's get a little perspective. Um, Kelsey, you just chime in anywhere you want to. Okay. Don't be shy. Um, let's get a little perspective on the difference between wife and mother. <laughs> it is totally different in a way the way i don't know you support both of them 100 percent through it all because i have two boys that race and they're seven and four and then blake slowly wanting to get back into it and full-heartedly i support him through it all and so i think it's just the way you know it it's hard but it's it's totally worth it it's fun to see them have that bond and to be able to watch them look up to their dad that does it and then them build their skills and talents along the way. It's cool. It's cool to see. How about the fear factor? Oh, yeah. People do ask me that often, like what makes you more nervous, Bo or the kids? And it I, it's hard to answer because it's like makes me nervous for different reasons. Like I trust Bo's experience and his judgment a lot more than the kids, obviously. But sometimes Bo is going so fast. And when he's really competing with somebody, it makes me very nervous. For the most part, most of the people he goes head to head with, like, you know, side by side, I trust entirely. And if I didn't, we probably wouldn't do this. But uh, it's just different. Like, Bo just goes so much faster, but I trust that he knows what he's doing. That is a uh, pro level racer. He's racing for his livelihood of his family. So yeah. he's more willing to extend than your average rider would normally do in most cases. And then you roll into the kid factor where they just want to win and they're just turning the throttle and holding on. So Braxton is having a phenomenal year and at his age, I'm sure that's got to put some shivers down your spine, watching him go that fast, that young. Yeah, it's terrifying for me. Um, <laughs> I I have confidence in him, though, and I know he has um, he thinks. And when he goes out for unclassified and when he goes out for practice, he goes out for practice. He doesn't go out there and race, you know, and I think some of the kids out there forget that 
when you're going out for practice, it's to like learn the track, looking where to see the ruts are. And yeah, they're going to change and yeah, they're going to groom it. But he really goes out for the first couple laps and really analyzes everything. Then he'll go out for a hot lap. I mean, obviously Kyle has helped him out and Bo has helped him along as well. Um, being able to focus um, on how important it is not to go out and just put it all out there. He has to realize, you know, the different terrain and all that kind of stuff that goes on. Um, I still get more scared when Kyle races than Braxton. Really? So, uh, oh, that might be for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Um, starts have been horrible for me from day one, whether it be with them on the quads or my daughter on mountain bikes, I'm terrified of starts. I might be there videotaping them, but I am not watching them. I feel like if something's going to happen, it's going to happen right there. <laughs> but, um, I believe, I believe in Braxton and he loves it and he doesn't want to put it in jeopardy. Um, and he looks up to Bo. <laughs> he looks up to Bo in so many different ways. And he's had so many mentors. I know Blaine Vidazzi would do anything for Braxton. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I know he has the community out there watching out for him and he, he thinks before he goes out there for sure. <laughs> and he analyzes it all. Who doesn't look up to Bo? I, I'm not I sure. Look up to him so much. They asked him yeah. last year in Prim, can we have one of your jerseys? And he held to his word and brought him a jersey signed. And they're ecstatic about it. Yeah. When Braxton, I don't remember when that was. Um, uh, we were in Taft at the banquet. I told Brandy, I said, Braxton wants a jersey so bad. And she mailed us one. And I have this picture of Braxton. He's like four years old holding one of Bo's jerseys. And uh, it's funny. They're good, good memories to throw back to. Um, and that he can, he's almost there racing with his idol. So that's exciting for him as well. Yeah. My son and I have been collecting jerseys since he was a young, a very young man. Well, a very young boy. And mm -hmm. it, it, to be in this industry, you have to be a huge fan. And I, I love what I do. Um, I love going and racing against people that um, are teaching, you know, people that'll teach. Mm -hmm. But it has always been oh, for, for a guy that stood on the other side of the aisle from him. He's always treated me with massive respect. And when you take a man like that and you compete against him, you instantly gain respect for him. Um, and, you know, uh, Josh Fredericks. Uh, you know, hmm. you, you can name so many guys, Doug Eichner in that realm. These, these men were so giving to everybody in the sport. And um, I mean, I know I'm forgetting a couple names, but uh, that's not what it's about. The, the fan base is uh, the fan thing for me is unbelievable. I get so excited watching um that brings me to when my son was racing, I never got nervous. Never. What made me more nervous was I was Doug Eichner's mechanic at the time. Doug made me nervous. I don't understand why that is. I mean, we rode a Kawasaki and they towed that thing in on the wrecker more than they, more than he raced it. Um, and he got a, a couple injuries. You know, we, we, we got flown to the, to the emergency room a couple of times. And, um, that, that's kind of a scary deal, but, um, it's a contact sport. It's a violent sport. And 
more the reaction from you ladies is how do you deal with that? I mean, what are, what are your coping mechanisms? How do you, um, how do you control that? I was actually hoping we wouldn't talk about this, <laughs> uh, but really like it's always in the back of my mind. And the fact that, you know, the, not ATV, but we've had friends that, um, well, I mean, Nathan Woods was a dirt bike rider, but he passed away. And honestly, that's actually why I went to nursing school is because we were racing full time. And I was like, crap, like we really have to have our ducks in a row if something happens. And then like, it's just, it was a rude awakening for us. We were young and Nathan was a really good friend. And it's just something that we had to realize that even the level that Nathan was on, we're not invincible. And then we switched ATVs and then what happened to Josh? Like, honestly, it felt like it happened to us. Like, he, like you said, Josh is such a respectable guy and he was always so nice to everybody. He still is. He's still a really good friend of both. And like, I really always looked up to Tiffany, even his wife before um, any of that happened. Like they're just a great, Josh's whole family is great. And to acknowledge that that happened so close to home, it, it hurts. It sucks. Like it makes you question what you're doing. But like you mentioned earlier, I mean, once it's there, it does not go away. He's not going to quit. So I just kind of have to, sorry, you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> I just kind of have to keep it down and let him be great at what he's great at and just pray for the best. Sarah? It even having a little bit of faith that you know just whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But even Blake had um, a very close friend of his. I didn't get the opportunity to meet him, but Casey Johnson, he yeah. crashed on his quad and yeah. passed away. Like you never know. But at the same time, I think that's why we have our community of people of racing family that are always by our side. And we, you know, just like with Josh Frederick, everybody, we, we stand together and no matter what someone goes through, we're always there for each other. So I think that mm -hmm. kind of helps and to know that we have that bond. So that's what I think is a great thing to have. I, I agree. Um, very, very few companies have had to deal with things uh, such as this and, and Duncan racing's lost two of its writers, Bob Sloan and Randy Howard. And, uh, you know, you, you do, you think these, these young men are invincible or men and they're not, we're not, none of us are, you know, um, I walk around with a right arm that hurts every day, but, uh, I wouldn't go back and undo it for anything in the world. Um, it's, it's just what we do. <clears throat> and, and yeah, I don't think, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, sorry. no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think Bo would feel like he had a life if he wasn't racing. And we talk about this a lot, like when the time comes that he actually does officially retire, I'm kind of worried about that because without it, like he's not the same person. So, I mean, even though we're questioning what we do when things like that happen, like he has to keep going, it seems like. 
I think he will be the same person. I think that what he will do, like most riders do, is he will divert to something else, whether it be coaching, whether it be uh, watching his daughters become champions at whatever they decide to do. Um, you always, you always find something and some place to put that energy. Um, what I was going to ask is how are you guys were dealing with the change in ownership and works? Um, sorry, I'm kind of like jumping in to answer all the questions. That you guys okay. to say. <laughs> uh, I think it's been good. Like I really liked Sean and Pepper and the Reddish family and, you know, Tim Shellman and Maria had a big part of, running that at, at least when we were there i know we didn't come in until about 2008 but tim and maria did a really good job of um keeping that going and keeping people feeling like family but i just feel like maybe sean got to a point where he was done with it and that's okay like we all changed and things happen and i think it was a good time for him to pass it on to someone who had um a little bit more fresh ambition and ready to see it grow even bigger. And Randy, I think is doing a good job. I think he tries to be very fair. Um, and he does all he wants is for the series to grow and everybody to, you know, do well with it. So I think it's good. Sarah, what's your Um, I think it's good again, as like Brandy said, um, I love the radish family. Um, I'd worked in the trailer, Timmy and Maria, like grew close with everybody. Um, it was sad to see Timmy and Maria to leave. And then of course it was sad to see the reddish family to leave, um, this last race at Taft. Um, I was lucky enough to work back in the trailer and it was a blast to be back in there. Um, I enjoy like talking to everybody and seeing everybody. Um, it, cause I feel like it brings me back to everybody because I'm not quite sure really on the motorcycle side, but the ATV side, I really feel like it's a family. And when we go, sometimes I feel Braxton could care less if he raced or not. It's like to go back and like see his friends. Um, and that's all he wants to do is get there and be with his friends and hang out and be kids cause with people that understand his passion. Yeah. How long have you been around uh, works, Kelsey? So I married Blake in 2012 and we were kind of on a break um, of racing at that point. He started razors in 2014 to about 17. And then our son started racing in 2018. So about 2014 been around, but Blake's been around since about like 2006 or so. Yeah. It's, it's been a number of years for me. I was there at the first race. Yeah. So yeah, I'm old. I know. It's okay. <laughs> what would you like to see different about the events? I am not going to take Brandy's question or answer. <laughs> you started, Kelsey. I don't think I really have anything to say about it. I think everything that people have brought to Randy's attention or anything like that, he's taken a lot of thought and care into it and have like kind of evaluated it. You know what I mean? And if it, if it's, if it was something he thought was good, he, he listened and did that. So that's, I think everything's been from my point of view from the outsider kind of looking in, 
of course, I'm not as involved in it as if Blake was looking at it, but I think everything, I don't think there's really much that I feel that there needs to be a change for or see. Sarah? Um, I think he's doing really well at changing a little bit of stuff. I like how um, the, an, the announcer is getting more involved with the kids. And um, I love it with hearing the kids being interviewed because they really are the future. And it kind of makes them feel important and they are needed in the sport in order for it to grow. And um, oh, yeah. so I, I do enjoy making sure that the podiums get done and making sure that they get the opportunity to get up and um, thank their sponsors and thank their parents and um, get used to that aspect of everything. Um, and I like how the videos that are like their YouTube and stuff like that um, include and include the little guys. And it's not just about the pros um, or just about the pro-am. Like it's not about the top three. Um, it's really about the little guys to make the industry grow. Yes. You know, unfortunately uh, the pros are where the money's made and the pros sure. where the, the, the advertising goes. And um, we do all have to reach back though and take care of the little ones and, and guide them and direct them so that they can nurture our sport. Um, I do have a kind of a tough question. Uh, that I've been rattling around in my brain. I don't know exactly how to ask it. Um, but I've been faced with this as a portion of my life uh, for what I do. Um, you all know that that when you travel with a racing team or you travel as much as I have, you don't have a normal life. And when you encounter your friends or you encounter people that figure out what you do on these weekends that you're gone every weekend or or multiple times a month. Um, how do you guys deal with that with your friends and family that don't under, that, that don't a know what you do or even have an understanding of what it is? Randy, don't answer. I won't. <laughs> I'll get to you, but uh, uh, we're going to go with Sarah this time first. I was like, okay, for us, um, Kyle's parents, um, I have my sister um, and her sons are, were into motocross. So she understands. And um, my older sister, she doesn't get it at all. She doesn't understand it. It terrifies her. And she wants to know nothing about it. <laughs> um, and um, for Kyle's parents, um, Kyle's dad got out there and raced with the boys for a few years. Um, we miss that, but he, they come out. Um, I know that they have a, a little or grand grandchild now from his sister, but um, we really want them to come back out. Um, grandma and grandpa put a whole different aspect to the racing for us. Um, and I would love to see Tom back out there having a blast, which is Kyle's dad. Um, friends. I think they just got used to it. Um, most of Braxton's friends, they're baseball or whatever, and they're out there traveling as well. Braxton is involved with soccer as well um, on a traveling team. So, um, it's hard for that team to understand that this is like Braxton's first love, that he's going to go to the race before he goes to the tournament. Um, so it's kind of trying to explain it to them that, you know, you always back up your kid and whatever their passion is, is what you're going to do. And racing is 
clearly what my family chooses to do. (laughs) Um, So for the most part, everybody understands. And our family has been able to be uh, involved. My oldest daughter, um, she makes it to as many, many races as she can. And my middle daughter, Gwendolyn, that race is mountain bike. Obviously, she doesn't get to make it to many <laughs> at all. Well, how many races, not to yeah. get off topic, but how many races do you guys get to go to see her? Um, usually, there's at least two in, um, two in California a year that we will make it to. And, um, she just did collegiate racing through CMU, um, in Colorado. And so we made it to like the nationals. So, um, to Montana and stuff. And usually if, um, when she goes to worlds, um, we'll grateful enough that we get to go to those races, but those are usually in Europe or something. So, I mean, financially it's a little bit harder, but we try to at least make it to worlds because that's a big race for her and wherever nationals is going to be held. So we try to make it to at least three to four races a year. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. I've never got to, uh, I've raced a couple of local mountain bike races, but I've never got to see any real, you know, fast, fast people, uh, when the, no offense ladies, but when the ladies are zooming by me, as I'm going up the hill, I'm just thinking, wow. I really need to hit the trails more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Fast. <laughs> Kelsey, uh, perspective on uh, contact sports from your, I would say, limited knowledge because you have the younger children here and contact sports being you know, football and, and hockey and things like that. Uh, is there any fears if, if the boys wanted to go do that versus racing, um, beans that contacts contact, whether you're contacting the ground, like switching over, you mean doing at the same time, switching over more or less, because I think that trying to do both is really, really tough. Absolutely. I don't know if their dad would let them just kidding, but, (laughs) but I think partially kidding. What'd you say? Partially partially kidding. kidding. (laughs) Yeah. That's like I said, it's racing's been a part of Blake for so long that it's become a part of our kids. And we even have a almost two year old and he sits on his little strider and acts like it's a motorcycle and revs up the engine. Like it's part of our life. So if they wanted to do that, I'd give them the you know, I we'd be, you know, support them in whatever they want to do. But right now, I know that they look forward to the races. When's the next race? They ask us all the time. How many more days? And they count down. So that's their life and their world right now. They go riding every weekend to prepare. Just they love to ride so much. So that's where we're at right now. And if they decide to maybe change in the future, we'll be open to it, whatever they decide to do. That's pretty awesome. Okay, Brandy, now it's your turn. Which question do you want me to answer? <laughs> uh, any of Explaining it to friends or kids choosing a different sport? Both. Or both? Both. Um, I, honestly, I think I've gotten to the point where I don't spend too much trying time trying to explain it to people who aren't familiar with it because they just don't understand. And you'll hear Bo say um, himself that when someone asks him what he does for a living, he hates that question because he really just wants to say, I'm a janitor. 
Somebody's thumping. Not me. Somebody's thumping something. <laughs> stopped. Um, he really just wants to say he's a janitor, so then there's nothing else to explain. You know, like if I say he races off-road race, you know, he's an off-road racer. People are like, what do you what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Like running? You know, so I just I kind of just try to avoid the conversation. But as far as the kids go, oh, school does not get it at all. Like I've had the truancy officer call me for missing school. And actually, when he called, I said, I hate to tell you this, but we're actually out of town right now. So you're going to have two more absences on your list there. But um, I think with COVID, actually, the you know school doing remotely has helped us a little bit. And we can do school on the road. And I was never really up for doing homeschool prior, even though the kids wanted to. But now that we've been forced to, it's actually been really beneficial to keep everybody together and racing together. That's pretty awesome. I, I, uh, I, I got to take my son a lot. I, I got to take him. I got to take both my kids overseas to Pendezvous. Um, I got to take my son all over the United States with me because we traveled back East at that point in time. And I love it. I loved it. And, and he's got stories that he gets to tell and, um, uh, it's amazing. Um, yeah. It, like but, when we're home, everybody has their own thing. Bailey was playing soccer, which we did just decide to stop because like Sarah was explaining, it's hard to tell a team sport sorry, we're not going to be there for half the games because we're going to go racing. So Bailey just quit soccer, but our middle daughter, Bryn, she's uh, really into dance. So we go all over. Like last weekend, Bo was in Washington with Bailey racing quad cross and Bryn and I and the baby were in Reno doing dance. So when we're in the motorhome at a race, we're like together. And I like that a lot better than splitting up. How does little daughter do with the racing? Does she enjoy going to the races or she decided? No. <laughs> she actually says she retired. So last year she was starting to do pretty good at the quad cross series. And then all of a sudden she just said, I only want to do dance. And if there's dance scheduled when there's a race, I'm staying home with grandma. So we're kind of at splits right now. And when, when she does have an off weekend and is able to go to a race, she stays in the motorhome the whole time. Like, I don't even think people know we have a middle daughter sometimes. <laughs> so she, it's just not her thing. And that's okay. It's just, it, it's a bummer when it splits us up, but racing just isn't her thing. Yeah. My daughter still despises racing to this day. <laughs> her three boys love it. Well, two of her boys love it. One of them is too young, but I'm sure he will. I want to ask another question. Uh, well, it's not really a question. Uh, let's go around the let's go around the table. We'll start with Kelsey. Give us a highlight, you know, a high moment, you know, something that that brought a tear to your eye or choked you up, or the, the positive, you know, reaction from a story with the boys. Honestly, it's it's so fun to even like to go to these new tracks and just see them come off the track and see how excited they get just from that one little moment that that their little person like Cooper my youngest he's four and so we just started we've been doing back-to-back -back weekends all year quads weekend and then we do dirt bikes so we've been doing works back-to-back 
weekends. And this last time he was so proud of himself because he went on his dirt bike around the whole track, didn't tip over and he finished 10th place, 10th place. He was ecstatic about that. And just to see that joy in their eyes to come off. And I'm like, I, and he's like, are you proud of me all? Absolutely. I am so proud of you for everything that you do. But it was just so cool to see and just the joy in their eyes. And, you, you know, so those highs, those little highs and just see them come off the track. And did you have fun? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So it's cool to see. Sarah, how about you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, you got a lot to pick from there. I'm all. I don't, that's hard. He just impresses me and I'm in every aspect. Um, he enjoys every challenge um, and he takes so much back from it and he can come back and like talk about it. And he's excited that, you know, he finally cleared a jump or um, he's, that's not his favorite thing is jumping. He does not like being in the air at all. Um, so I guess when he comes back with confidence and he's like, I cleared the jump and it was, you know, I was able to continue the turn after I landed the jump. Um, he just always has a positive attitude. And I love that he cares so much about all the other writers around him. And sometimes he can come off and he'll talk more about the other, his other competitors more than he'll even talk about himself. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I'm just a proud mom <laughs> in everything he does. Um, he's just such a positive kid um, and wants well for everybody. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> I can go on and on about him. <laughs> I bet you can. Brandy, what about you? Um, well, actually not really related directly at Bo's highs, but like something that was a good thing. It was actually a really bad day for Bo, but like what you were, we were talking about, about explaining this to other people is my parents. So I, I told you, I started dating Bo when I was 14 and my brother was a dirt bike racer, but not to the level that Bo ever got to. And so my dad would just be like, when's he going to get a real job? You know, always. My dad was always asking, what's he going to do for a living? Always. So then when Bo started racing quads and started getting sponsors and things got pretty serious, my parents started coming pretty regularly. And I think it was probably 2010. We were at Mesquite and Bo had a failure. Actually, it was the last round and this happened in 2010 and he still pulled it off the championship off. But 2011, I think it was, he had a failure again with coming in with the points lead. And that time he didn't get it. Uh, somebody beat him and my dad was there. And that, when that happened and my dad realized like he wasn't going to have the opportunity to win, I saw my dad cry. And I still don't even know to this day if my dad knows that I saw him do that, but like, that's when I knew my dad figured it out. Like, I didn't have to explain it to him anymore. He understood. He was part of that, you know, racing family. Like, he got it. And I, even though that was a horrible day for Bo and I as him being the racer, like, it was really good for me to see my dad gets it now. 
And he never asked me that question again. That's that's the, that's the story I was looking for right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that is incredible stuff right there. Um what's your guys' take on the industry in a whole? How do you think it's doing? Is it healthy? I think it's getting better. I wish it was like it was, you know, Bo came in doing well right when the industry started going down. And I think that's unfortunate because even though Bo has really been able to carve out a niche that's worked for him, I think he could have taken so much more advantage of this as a career if we switched 10 years earlier. Um, but And I think that's also a testament to how hard he works that he has been able to carve out an income and a life of racing, even when the industry sucked, basically. Um, But it would be really nice to see more manufacturers back at the track. And even the contingency, like we always got a little bit of Honda contingency. This year, there's none. So I'm hoping that that comes back, but I feel like the numbers are getting better that maybe it will. I'm hoping, but this is also, is not like my expertise. I just look at, you know, what I see at the track. And that's what, that's what I wanted your view from your perspective, you know, just like yours, Sarah, what do you see? I do like the numbers are coming back. Um, Due to COVID, we've been fortunate enough to go over and do quite a few GNCC races. And it is amazing. And I would do anything to have works go over there and just be able to witness one of the races and how many competitors are over there and what a whole different league it is over there. Um, And there's just there are every line is full. Um, and I would love to somehow or another get that over here um, on this end. Um, I would love Honda because Braxton is diehard Honda. Like for them to get back into the industry, I know it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. And Yamaha is just everywhere. But um, I wish Honda would come come with something. <laughs> Build a quad, a new quad, <laughs> right? Like, uh, there, there has to be something in the works, and we just don't know about it keep my fingers crossed. But, um, I do like that the numbers are coming up. Um, I, I like the numbers in pro class are creeping back up and pro am. Um, it just, from when we first started the age of pro am, it's just so young. I wish Braxton could still be on a two fifty. Um, it terrifies me, terrifies me. It's a big bike. Um, and I'm open with him and let him know that. Um, and with Mr. Ortiz on his way back, climbing up this rank, um, and Cody getting back up in there, like the racing is going to get so much more intense, um, with these boys. And I think it's going to add a different level of anxiety for me <laughs> as the racing goes on this year. Um, cause those boys have definitely made a stance of where they're coming from. And when Brian Jackson gets back, um, from his broken arm, um, that terrifies me, but it excites me at the same time, because maybe I'll get more interest of that age of kids getting back into this industry and seeing that it's fun and it's competitive. Exactly. Exactly. Kelsey. 
Um, from my side of it, I know I agree with them through, I feel COVID has helped in a way of adding because people were trying to find an outlet to do. So there's a lot more on the line where last year and the year prior, the boys only had maybe two or three people on the line. And now we're having eight, nine, 10, 11 kids on the line. And it's so cool and exciting to see that it's just growing a little bit. So that's fun to see for the boys. And they, they like to be able to race with more kids. So that's cool to see on that side. And I agree with Sarah. It's, it is terrifying. My seven-year-old races the 70 production class. And when he's in the zone, he's in the zone and he flies, but he does great. But that's, yeah, that's scary. But, but, you know, so, but that's right where I see it at a little bit. It's good. Well, I've I've lived the industry with the factories four times. Come and gone, come and gone. This last time they left, they hurt the, they hurt the independents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did it. Um, uh, I, I love the factory involvement and and despise it all at the same time because when you're an independent company that's been around as long as I have and there's probably five to ten others, Curtis is one of those guys, we carried this industry on our backs for so many years. And then when the factories came in and just pushed us all aside, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was a little, little rough, a little hard to deal with. Um, but you know, we kept fighting and kept doing our thing and here we are, you know, we're, we're still doing it. Um, I would like to believe that Honda has got something up their sleeve because parts are starting to get hard to get for some of the Honda models. And when that happens, usually they're phasing out the old to phase in the new. And I wouldn't care if they came out with the exact same 14 model again, I'd be happy with that. Cause it's not a bad model. It's a, it, on the West coast. It's still a, a winning platform. Um, you could, you could see guys like Hetrick possibly be able to race a Honda if he could buy new ones. But, you know, when you can't get new ones, they had to make a change for uh, equipment issues they were having. So. Lenny, you don't think the scarcity of parts has anything to do with just, you know, everybody is having trouble finding parts. Well, the supply chains, the supply lines were damaged. Okay. And now there's a a world shortage of material. Yeah. Okay. There's a world shortage of labor. There's a world shortage of lots of different avenues in things for not just the ATV industry or the motorcycle industry. Uh, The construction guys are struggling to get um, materials to build Uh, Mm -hmm. oil manufacturers. I mean, there's there's just so many people that are struggling to get parts and get things. Um, Will that improve? You know, I'd prefer not to get too political about it, but, but we have to have support to make these things improve. And right now we're not getting it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I think Japan's making parts. I think they're struggling with filling their factories with people. Look at, I got a customer that comes in and he works on diesel 
pickups, mostly Fords. And he's got trucks that have been sitting there nine months because they can't get injectors. Nine months for a work truck down. So that's your bread and bunny. That's how you pay your bills and it's parked and you can't use it. Not only you have to make the payment, but you have to alternately go to work some other way. Um, I know our company and I'm sure Curtis is in the same boat. We're building parts as fast as humanly possible with, with no labor. There's nobody doing it. There's nobody, the people that make our parts are, are struggling to find people that can help them. My brother and I are working seven days a week um, to even think of keeping up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's, uh, it's a blessing and a sin all at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm so blessed that my wife is from a working culture where she doesn't get upset if I'm working. Uh, she gets upset if I'm sitting on the couch, but not if I'm working. It's, 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 it's a, it, it is truly. And my wife's only been around racing, really racing. She's been to three races. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> when we saw you at Canyon, at the, the second race that she'd ever went to. And uh, we were at the start, we talked briefly for a f- couple moments, um, but she was out washing Mike's bike. Um, and a guy walked up and says, Hey, you do better that, that better than my employees. Are you looking for a job? You know, and tried to hire, <laughs> you know, uh, th- that was pretty funny, but yeah, she enjoys it, but it's not her forte. She, she wants to do things in the water. She likes water sports or snow sports, winter sports. Um, and if anybody that knows me knows that when it's cold, I'm next to the heater. So. <laughs> Ladies, what perspective could you offer young parents that are coming into the sport to help ease them into it because it is a culture shock. Nobody's prepared for what they're going to get into. Sarah, you're rolling into a whole new world um, and you have blessings like Bo and Brandy to help you. Uh, Kyle raced at a higher level for a short while, but when you get to certain levels, it's a whole different world. Um, see if you could roll into some perspective to that, to give some advice to the youngers, uh, the young, younger generation that's coming in or the new people of, of whatever age it is. Um, it's hard, right? My whole thing every day that we're out there racing, whether it be mountain bikes or the ATVs is you have to remember that we're there to have fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and that we are there as a family, like we're all there as a family, like literally everybody there, we're there as a family and you have to remember to have fun. And if we're not having fun, it is not worth doing. I mean, I have drilled that into my kids' heads over and over again. And to Kyle, like if we're not having fun, we, you have to ask why you're doing it. So you have to go in with an open mind. Um, everybody in the ATV world as far as I have met are all welcoming. Everybody's there. You see everybody running around. They broke apart. Everybody's there to help each other. 
Um, so don't be afraid to um, go out and ask questions um, and meet everybody because you're going to be welcome with open arms with everybody. Um, the ATV, I hope everybody agrees, is um, it's a family community. Um, and my best advice is just to remember that we're there having fun. Um, yes, we're there to compete as well, but at the end of the day, win or lose, you be at that finish line. Um, if you broke and you can be at the finish line, I can't think of a time that Braxton hasn't ran out of gas and hasn't made it to the finish line to welcome everybody else in and congratulate them for finishing or broke apart. Like anytime you can be at the finish line, be there. That's sound advice. Kelsey, I know you haven't probably been around as long as some of us, but a, a young mom coming into the sport, what would you tell her? Say you need, need your family. So like just teamwork. So me and Blake really play off of each other and the duties that we do, you know, you're always, you're preparing weeks before the race to get ready to go like with your gear and everything like that. But I feel the same thing. Like Sarah said, the racing, it's a community, it's a family. So, and it's teamwork, no matter what, like if you, someone needs help, you're there. And so I feel that you always, there's someone there to make friends. There's anything that we're there. Welcome opening arms with open arms to anybody. So I think it's really it's simple and it's, yeah, we're there to have fun and to really build those memories and the bond and stuff like that. Brandy, you're up. Um, well, I have two partial answers to this. And one of them is don't be too hard on them. Like if you ruin it for them for having fun, you yeah. just ruined it entirely because I, I've been around long enough to see a lot of really talented kids not come back because there was just too much pressure and there's no reason for it. Like they're not going to make a living at it at 12 years old. It might happen down the road, but if you're too hard on them, it's not going to happen ever. And I, you know, I, I've just heard some really harsh things be said to kids when they come off the track. And I just, Bo and I are not like that. Sarah and Kelsey, uh, Sarah and Kelsey are not like that. I've never seen that from them or um, Kyle and Blake, but there are people out there like that. And I just wish they realized how, what damage they're actually doing to their kid. It's, it's not called for, but the, I'm sure you have something to say in response to that. But the second thing is like, you can't, expect sponsors to recognize you right away like when you start doing well they don't owe you anything and that's a big thing that I think is a problem is kids start to do well and they think oh I'm owed this and it's not like that either like they look at what Bo gets and even that because the industry like I said has been suffering is not what it should be in my opinion but Bo has nine championships like this did not happen in the 258 class overnight. Yeah. And it's not just what happens on the track either. Like I know there's a whole social media component that Bo and I are too old to really appreciate. Like we actually hate it, but they know what you're doing off the track. And if you are not representing 
in a positive way, it doesn't matter. They're, they're not going to help you. So you have to be, kids and parents have to be aware of that. Um, to answer the first portion of your, what you said, it's going to roll over into the second portion. And I'm going to play devil's advocate and sponsor at the same time. If you're watching a parent and the parent is the issue, not the child, you don't sponsor that child. Mm -hmm. It hurts the child because what you're doing is you're avoiding the negative with that individual because you know that it's coming. You can already see if they're that hard on their child and you build parts for a living and God forbid they, one of them fail, which they do or you, mm -hmm. there's nobody perfect. Um, the, the wrath that you're going to endure from that individual isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. So you avoid that. Um, and as far as what it's, what we know is I'll tell you a little story. Won't name names, just some riders are at the dunes and it's an off race time and they're doing things while they're riding that they shouldn't be doing. And a couple of people got injured, not bad, not serious, but, but they did get injured and um, it was all family members. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. This happened roughly Sunday at four o'clock people that they didn't even know knew who they were and knew of us and called us on the phone eight o'clock Monday morning uh -huh. by eight 30 Monday morning. I was having to make the telephone call to these individuals and say, Hey, what happened this weekend? What's going on? You know, so yes, your sponsors are your, you actually, the, actually, the only way to put it is when, when somebody gives you something as a sponsorship, they're giving you money right out of their pocket. Mm -hmm. They actually in turn are hiring you to do a job. Your job is 100% to represent the company or the product in the best fashion possible. And if you don't want to do that, um, you know, uh, we, we get asked all the time, Hey, how, how can I get a free pipe? You go sell 10 retail pipes. I'll give you a free pipe. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work that hard. Well, then you don't want to pipe. I mean, it's just that simple. You, you have to earn what you get. Bo being a nine time champion. Yeah. The bar is pretty high up there, man. That guy deserves the, the gold road. Unfortunately, in this industry, there is no gold road. It's a cobblestone road with spikes in it. You know, Randy, you know, you live it. Um, and, and it may change in the future, but every portion you can carve out where somebody's going to do something for you. Um, Bo takes really, really good care of his sponsors and that's why he has what he has. Um, and I'm, I'm not talking to this to at more for the people that are going to listen to this. 
rather than than you three because you three already have a base idea of what I'm talking about. Um, it's a positive thing to have a positive relationship with a sponsor. If you sponsor jump, sponsors are going to stop, you know? Yeah. It's the, the small community, as big as it seems, it's small. And you can think all you want that they don't talk, you know, competing companies. But if you mess up with one suspension company, the guy who owns the other one is going to be calling the guy you just left and be like, hey, what's up with this guy? Like, they're all friends, even though they're competitors, they're friends. And it's a very small community and they all talk. And I don't know. I mean, I can apply to parents coming in, kids and just amateurs in general. Like you can't burn bridges. That's the biggest thing. Like if you leave somebody, you tell them why and you tell them where you're going. You don't do it on bad terms because there's going to be nowhere else to go. You, if you're young, you got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old Kelsey. Okay, you're you're going to come full circle. I lost your audio. There. Yeah, now you are. You're going to come full circle. So if you let's say have X Y Z oil, and you go to ABC Oil, X Y Z is still there, and later in the career you may need them. Yep, absolutely. And, and people don't realize that, you know. So often, I mean, I've been around a long time and I've seen guys leave and then come back with their tail between their legs. And you're just like, not going to happen. Do you remember this, 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 and this? Uh, okay. You know, and then there's guys that come and go, Hey, I want to try this. What do you guys think? Hey, go right ahead. You know, we're here if you need us. They don't come back at the same level, but they're allowed to come back, you know? So, um, anybody that's listening, take care of those people that do sponsor you. Um, and, and one thing that I've always felt good about and bad about is I went to the races for a lot of years and helped many, many people. It didn't matter what flag they had on their bike. It didn't matter who they were. If they needed help, I wanted to make sure that they were racing because that's, you know, I'm a fan of the sport. When you find companies or you find people that are like that, help them out, make sure they get what they need to help all those other people, you know, give them a part, give them a quart of oil, you know, bring them a bottle of water some days because these men and women that are working hard behind the scenes, um, you just can't, you just can't do enough for them. That brings me to what I really want to say is ladies, it is an honor my honor to have you on and to talk with you because you do a job that's thankless. There's no cheerleaders for you. There's no hooray. Um, there's a loving child that, that smiles and, and, and is enjoying it or a husband that comes off the track pissed because somebody ran him off the berm. Uh, but Really, you're the unsung heroes. You're the people behind the scenes that all of us racers always have known and always will know. Mom, wife, girlfriend, couldn't do it without you. And I want to say thank you very much for what you do do. And wish you a happy Mother's Day. 
And I hope that you enjoy your day and I hope that your families take care of you uh, in, in ways that I can't even imagine, you know, breakfast in bed, dinner out, maybe not having to go to a race. I mean, something cool, right? Maybe. I love going to the races. I'm sure you <laughs> ladies do. Brandy, you're probably sick of it. <laughs> no, I'm not. And But I have been to the races on my birthday, on Mother's Day, on <laughs> Easter. Like, we just, you know, we just do it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Whatever comes our way. That's all that yep. matters. Yeah. yeah. And the smiles at the end of the day is worth it for me. 100%. Yeah. I, I, uh, I kind of agree with every portion of the have fun until you get to the pro class because it's, it's not fun. It's not mm. you, you still have to have fun or you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's a job, even though it's something he, you know, always dreamt about doing, it's still a job and it's a lot of work. I think from my perspective, the pressure in the pro class for to, to, to do the job is twice as big. It's twice as much, you know, because there are more eyes on you. Mm-hmm. You make a mistake. Oh man. Um, sometimes the, the big mistakes are hard to come back from, you know, you have to work twice as hard. Your reputation gets destroyed, you, you know, and I, I mean, it, it's, it's probably not that bad, but you know, maybe I'm just over dramatizing it, you know, it feels that bad though when you're living through it it feels that bad it really does and i mean that's one of the things that i absolutely admire and love about Bo is no matter how the race goes i see it in his face and know how he's feeling but nobody else will know because he's smiling no matter what and and it's a rare quality it's a rare quality you know i've driven home and almost broke more steering wheels than you could imagine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The drive home is the worst. At least the first couple hours. <laughs> you just don't talk to him. Steer clear. Well, you know, give him the baby girl and then that'll just melt his heart. Right. Yeah, it depends on what kind of mood she's in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Closing, closing statements. Come on, ladies, help me out. Kelsey, I'm, I'm looking at you right now. Um, I'm just, um, thank you for having us on here. I really, it's, at first I was nervous, but doing it with these ladies is awesome. And I love seeing their faces every day, every time at the races. And their kids are awesome. Their husbands are awesome. And I appreciate their friendship and being there for our family also. I love the races. I love seeing the joy in my kids' eyes every time they race. And it's a, I don't know what I would do without racing. And I love it so much. And I look forward to those weekends and making those memories with my family. Couldn't have said it better. Same. Yeah. That's, that, that's incredible. Thank you very much, ladies. You're You know this, right, Brandy? You know this. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies. We'll, we'll talk later. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Brought to you by Take-Two Custom Tees. Screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time. 
San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time. <laughs>